0: You're riding on the denial bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gate. All right, so I'm excited to have this person on today, um, mainly because he's like one of the okay, he's one, of, he was the popular kid in high school oh yeah like he was part of the cool kids like he was one of the nicest guys (laughs) and he i have a different
1: perspective on this but okay
0: (laughs) you were the popular kid i only knew this guy because he was also part of the theater group and so the theater group like so he was like one of the cool kids in the theater group but he also Mm. was like he went to all the parties and i heard about him through him like kind of stuff um So I'm excited because I, I feel yeah. like I'm talking to the popular kid. Finally. Finally, uh, I made it a talking to the popular kid.
1: I always thought you were so cool, too. I didn't. I didn't. I was not like a popular kid, like, like the stereotypical, like jocks in high school or whatever. Um, I just, I don't know. I just didn't care about if you were a jock or if you weren't or whatever. It's just, are you a nice person? Um,
0: and because and- you were a nice person and you didn't care, you were like the most popular kid in school. honestly like if you really think about it like you're the most popular like yes there's that jock that everyone wants to be around but deep down Mm. when you start like really thinking about who you want to be like you want to be like ryan Mm. like you do like Uh, the nice personal person who cares about people like you want to be like ryan
1: well well i mean like you remember about old nice guys thing especially when we were younger it didn't it didn't feel like you were the popular guy being a being a nice guy
0: Okay, that's true. But, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but later later in
1: life, this guy start finishing first. So it's come full circle, but in high school is one of those, like, I don't know. You remember when, you remember, uh, yeah, was it, oh, yeah, Marlene uh, um, freshman year, and she broke up with me for a senior and because I was probably too nice. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: Marlene's loss. Marlene's Aww. loss. <laughs> I broke up I with the someone because she She's was doing too great, nice. yeah. Holly was a popular person, too, and she just said right now that she broke up with someone to date a senior.
2: No, I said I broke Uh, up with someone because he was too nice. Oh, you broke up with someone? (laughs) All
0: right. All right. So now I'm hanging out with two of the popular (laughs) people because I was three date limit girl. Three dates. And that was my Mm -hmm. limit, apparently not because of my choice, but because of theirs. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for me, people. Um, anyways, (laughs) Ryan also has a really cool story and that's what we're going to talk about today. Not just how popular he was. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: but your story is cool. So, uh, Ryan has a son who is deaf. So tell us your, his name is Walker. Am I, wait, Mm -hmm. we're allowed to say that we're good.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, his name is, is Walker. Tell us. Okay. So tell us your story. Like
1: um it's you graduated high school (laughs) graduated (laughs) high school um apparently i was a popular kid and not aware of it at the time Um, but (laughs) went on to five different colleges for one degree and um but um about you know 20 years after that um i ended up um uh dating i was still in the restaurant industry um, um dating a lovely beautiful woman and we were friends for a year and, um, one of our coworkers is like, y'all, yup. uh, basically put it in each of our minds like y'all should date. Um, she's one of those, she's a very aesthetically beautiful and kind of has been, you know, most all of her life, uh, person. So I don't know. Uh, one of those, like, I, I was like, ah, she's probably not even interested. I was just friends with her, but, um, someone had put in her head, I guess she, you know, typically kind of the jock style, whatever. And. She had told me that one day um, she was just, we were working both waiting tables at the same restaurant and she was at the computer and she's like, man, maybe I just need to date a server. Um, she's like, I'm <laughs> sick of all these assholes and just like, uh, just date somebody who's on my level. Uh, and right at that moment, I walk around the corner and, and, and I was like, hey, you doing all right? You need anything right now? And she just kind of looked at me. And she goes, huh. And, and I was like, is that a yes or a no? And she goes, I think I'm good. And then I was like, all right, cool. And then walked off. And ever since then, I guess the bug was in her brain. Started, I guess, pursuing me a little bit and then started dating. Um, we were friends and um, we just, you know, not gonna take this too seriously, just see where it goes. Um, ended up, um, I had a month long trip to Indonesia planned uh, to go visit my best friend Seth, who was actually in theater with us that you know well, Patty. Yes, um, I
0: do. He was a year younger than us.
1: Yes, yes, he was a year behind us. But um, uh, the day before I went to visit Seth, um, Desiree actually broke up with me, um, and I don't know. I was like, maybe it's because she thinks I'm going to cheat on her, be in Indonesia, visiting my buddy, just travel internationally. Maybe she just doesn't want to worry about it when I'm gone. Okay, whatever, worry about it when I get back. Um, five days into my trip, I get a call saying – or a text actually – um, saying I need to, st- I need to speak to you. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, not a problem. We're leaving Bali right now, going to Lambagin uh, for like two days, and uh, I don't know how the Wi-Fi is. I'll be on Sess Island in like three days here, so I'll talk to you then, if not sooner. And then I just get a pregnant. I'm pregnant. Dot dot dot. Literally f and pregnant. I was like, and right then my Wi-Fi, my signal goes out.
0: Oh my uh, god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was like, uh, and just like showed it to my friend and. Of course, his reaction is is she's lying, dude. She's totally lying. That happened to me when I moved out here. Uh, I was like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think she would do that anyway. Two and a half hours later, so she sent that text, and then I didn't respond for two and a half hours. Oh, her poor her. Yeah, yeah. So I and I felt that, even though I know, but there's nothing I could do. So second we get there, get check in the hotel, I call her. I was like, um, yeah, it's, I'm so sorry that I lost Wi-Fi. Uh, are you really pregnant? She's like, she's extremely emotional, of course. Um, And I was like, uh, well, what do you, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? And uh, She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, it's, it's your choice. I will back up whatever you want to do. We're not together. So if, if if, whatever you want to do is your choice, I'm a firm believer in that. But of course, I mean, I was almost 40. I just turned 40 a few months ago. I was like, I want to have kids. I want to have a son, but yeah ideally in a family um situation but anyway she's like oh well i want to have it i was like well then awesome then i am got your back and we talked for a little while and it was one of those like all right well you know maybe we should try to work this out we'll see if we can make it work since we're gonna have a kid together and uh, okay hold on we'll Did out. she
0: break up with you Did she know before she broke <laughs> yeah, up with no, you no, did no, she break no, up with th- you because she was like i just need to do this on my own let's break up and I, then decided to tell you
1: no she did not at the time and that, that's like looking back like she was probably had so many hormones and so much stuff going through her body that she didn't even oh, realize yeah. and getting anxiety and me gonna be leaving for a month and Got uh, it, okay you know, that, so that's made a lot more sense to me after the fact I was like, okay yeah, absolutely I can see like she, she's just super emotional and not realizing what's I mean what's going on in her mind um but I wouldn't pretend to ever know what's going on in someone's mind, but you know, <laughs> yeah, not fully, but, um, but yeah, anyway, so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, let's try to work it out, but do I have to come back right now? Or can I finish my trip? Cause you're only like two months in, are you okay for a month? And she's like, you finish your trip, hang out with your friend, we'll work it out when you get back. So come back. Um, uh, everything seems was good for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, where she, she moves in uh, to my house and uh, um, I don't know, we basically it's, it's, it's feeling forced um, a little bit. It's one of those, like um, we didn't get a chance to like fall in love and have everything, but we're trying to work it out. And of course she needs support through all this. So it's a little bit of going through the motions. Um, We have our beautiful baby boy um, who's healthy and happy and, um, um, just best day of my life and um, but he um, failed the uh, hearing test because in the uh, in the hospital now they automatically do hearing tests and they're like well no it, it's it could just be fluid in the ears like you never know um, second day of, the, of his life they did another test and he failed that one as well and so we were getting kind of concerned like well nothing to freak out about uh, it could just be still fluid in his ears that it's not working So we're going to schedule in two months uh, a more intensive ABR exam where they, I don't know what the acronym's for, but hook up uh, electrodes um, like to his uh, temple and back of his neck and stuff and then put tubes in his ears. And he basically has to be asleep during it, like if he twitches his arm, whatever signal they're sending at the time is inconclusive. But it takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get that test done. And, um, the whole two months up until there, we're thinking we just were so apprehensive and almost don't even want to talk about it because like I play mu- music. I've been in the band for 10 years and now we just play for fun. But, um, and she's, uh, danced to music her whole life. She was in like, uh, dance team and, and high school and stuff. And, um, so music is definitely a huge, important part of her life as well. And uh, we would try, you know, banging pots and pans and seeing if he would react. And sometimes we would think he would and sometimes he wouldn't, but definitely didn't want to admit it to ourselves and that it was conclusive until this test. But um, yeah, at the end, the, um, the, the person conducting the exam was like, yeah, um, very sorry to say he is um, bilaterally profoundly deaf. So both sides, uh, profoundly deaf, not, not just hard of hearing or anything. Um, she was crushed and we both were but she couldn't um she had to just leave the room um, and run down the hallway and run outside mm-hmm. and uh, ball crying and um, had to stand stand there and just kind of hold try to hold it together and get all the information possible um and um, that was a pretty rough couple of first months um especially the first few days is just depressed just called into work and, uh, neither of us wanted to do much except for just be with our still beautiful baby boy. But, uh, pretty much immediately we started looking up sign language, um, stuff online and it would just be on TV in the background. Um, we're like, okay, cool. Well, here we go. We got a, we got a deaf son. So I guess we got a long road to hoe and a whole new language to learn. Um, got with the Austin program, ECI, um, early childhood intervention that um, basically is uh, liaison between, you know, getting funding from the state for hearing aids and everything. They found out about cochlear implants and, um, but there are some risks associated with it in terms of the surgery. And
0: right, Hold on, Ryan.
1: So, yeah. Did, sorry, were there ramble. some,
0: I know I'm going to interrupt you because yeah. I want to, because that's what I do. And cool. I try not yeah. to, but I still have so many questions already. <laughs> yeah. Was there someone that like you, like, where did you hear about, what is he said? EDI or like, how would you even know? Like, does the doctor mm-hmm. give you a list of like sheets going here are the resources you need? Like, where do you even uh, know to yeah. go? Like here you well, are I like grieving those, almost yeah. the, like your thought of the, the life that you thought your son was going to have hearing
1: mm-hmm. and trying
0: to wrap your hand around that. But then all to like, to be able to know where to go to get,
1: to get those resources. Well, yeah. luckily when we did that exam, uh, like, the the audiologist was like, I'm going to have these people contact you and get in touch. So they actually called us,
0: which well, was nice. We didn't sense. have to
1: do a lot of research regarding that. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So awesome state program, awesome state program. Um, definitely like in terms of the mainstream, like definitely very underfunded because it's kind of a, a subcategory under special ed in the Texas education, system sh- education system. Okay. Um, so in terms of the, uh, mainstream schooling for deaf hard of hearing kids um, and where they kind of start out before they get into mainstream schools, just in their very early years. Um, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, <laughs> well, basically, they, yeah, they, they they get in touch. Uh, they get in touch with you once you kind of uh, get tested. Okay, they get your information and call you. Yeah, so,
0: that makes sense. Okay, that's good. I, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. We always talk about the loss and grief of like you have these dreams and like these aspirations for your kids and what they're going to be like and what you want them to be like. Mm-hmm. And what to, and some of them are like good, you know, a child with integrity and like good characteristics, <laughs> uh, not a serial yeah. killer, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And other ones are just like superficial, but they're still, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you wanted to have your son play music and like being able to mourn mm-hmm. that grief of like we're not going to be able to share this and not be able to. Go through those emotions exactly. or whatever.
1: It's just, yeah, it's and it's one of those. And I mean, but coming out on the backside, like, it's awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Mom and I, whenever like, I, I think I told um, we, uh, I think I may have told you before, um, and another conversation, like, whenever we might go in, out and out catch up, if like, um, just go to a bar or whatever. Uh, not in the normal situation, uh, like in a babysitter. And just like, what's been going on? What have you been seeing? What have I been seeing? Um, like, she'll go up to the bar and be able to sign, like, what do you want? I and mean, I could sign, like, oh, I'll take a double whiskey on the rocks, please. And <laughs> across from a crowded crowded bar and um, and just being able to communicate like that. So it's been It has its perks. Awesome. <laughs> it it has definitely its has its perks. perks. And in traffic, unfortunately, I have a bad habit in a certain spot in the town where lots of people, where I have to wait for 20 minutes to get on a different highway and everybody likes to cut at the last minute. I can't help myself from signing. The, you're, an asshole. Um, <laughs> like,
0: you're
1: an asshole. you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're um, an asshole. It's kind of almost. And they're part like, of my mornings, are
0: they waving? You know. Are they waving? Yeah. What's happening? Hi to you too.
1: <laughs> exactly. Especially when you look at my back window and there's an "I love you." Like. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. Okay, so back yeah. to
0: the cochlear implants. We stopped. Somewhere yeah. there. Like so you immediately went into ASL and trying to learn that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then And it,
2: sorry, I have a question. When yep. uh he's when Walker was a baby, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. normally we would just keep talking and talking, and talking around our child. So mm-hmm. you and uh his mother had probably did you guys just start signing to each other whenever you were talking to like to well, you guys yes. would have to practice it also because mm-hmm. I guess you were just learning it.
1: Um, exactly. But we started with the normal baby signs that whenever I okay. talk to anyone, um, like the app just to do my work and like some pregnant, I'm like, awesome. Like, have you thought about doing like baby sign at the beginning? And most of the time, I won't even bring it up unless it goes down there that I have a deaf son. But how it's just so beneficial for babies to do just the, you know, more milk once all done, mm-hmm. certain little things that it gives them language before they're actually able to, because they can conceptually know what they want but they just can't speak it they don't know how to they haven't developed that part yet but they can absolutely sign and give you a signal of something that they um that they have intention for mm-hmm. uh, whether it's like like signing like milk um which can like you know be formula or milk or whatever sometimes they they call you can say you, you want like mama or just touch like do the mom signal um like mama milk or whatever I don't know. I'm getting specific. <laughs> I love it though. Uh, no, we uh, yeah. we
0: taught the girls basic, communication mm-hmm. like the basic signs like yeah. more, please, thank you, like my turn. Exactly. These exactly. are the things because a lot of the communication of a 18 month old frustration is the lack of communication. Like yeah. they have, they're starting to formulate exactly. these ideas but don't have the language to go there. So it exactly. the makes complete sense that she started.
2: In fact, my two and a half year old this morning, he can talk, but he still gets frustrated and can't totally text so he mm-hmm. does the signs while he's saying it he's like uh, no more i'm like all done all done yes thank you mom that's <laughs> <laughs> helpful
1: exactly yeah. yeah and and we honestly are so lucky with him in a situation with him his, his deafness and that his cognitive ability is so high up there um like at 10 months when we, he was getting tested to see if he was even a candidate for cochlear implants cuz you know Anatomically, you need to be compatible. Um, cognitively, you need to be compatible mm-hmm. to where the state is going to pay. It's basically like for the equipment and the surgery and everything, the state pays close to $100,000 for everything. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's not cheap at all. And we're and I feel so lucky to live in a country and in a state where those resources also came to me. I didn't have to do lots of work and jump through hoops to get it all taken care of. Like, here it is. It's available if you want it. Okay, so explain
0: exactly what a cochlear implant is. My idea is basically it's a little machine that gets attached to some electrodes that are in your ear of sorts Mm -hmm. to help transmit something, to do something so they can hear. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. To do something. And there's basically uh, with Walker's malfunction, he's a perfect candidate for cochlear implants because uh, inside, you know, you need three things to produce hearing. You need an eardrum. Um, you need an open hole. Some kids are born without, like, a, a hole even at, at right there. It might even just be closed up. Um, but also you need um, – uh, there's the cochlea and the cochleal nerve. They need to be normal sizes and close enough to – together. They're not touching. They're, like, almost touching um, to where, you know, um, signal could be transmitted, and you need um, the, a well-developed or a well-formed anatomically correct cochlea. Uh, what basically we are told that Walker's malfunction is that, uh, you know, there's little hairs, little cilia inside of a cochlea. It's uh, shaped kind of like a snail gel. And um, and basically you and I have something close to like, I don't know, 10 million hairs in there. And he has like 10,000
2: oh, wow. hairs.
1: Yeah. So um, so he just it just the, there's not enough hair, cilia or hair in there um, for to pick up the, the vibrations of sound. And what a cochlear implant basically does, it's uh, an electrode, like a long electrode that gets threaded into the cochlea, into the snail shell and positioned. Um, And then there's – basically it comes like above the ear into the back, like back left or up and behind where like the the top of your ear is. Um, Underneath is a magnet that's uh, uh, implanted under the skin. And there's a little bit – there's also some kind of processor – chip that's right in front of it as well I'm not sure exactly what it does but so that's implanted underneath the skull uh, sometimes doctors do this sometimes they don't ours does where they actually kind of shave down the skull a little bit and make a little concave impression for the magnet to sit so it doesn't kind of want to move around um, and uh, and then that's sewn up and so that's just a contact site with the electrode that goes and uh, once he's all healed up after a few weeks uh, we got or I think it was like a Maybe it was probably a month and a half later, um, so he could get really well and uh, healed up. Um, we got had our activation day, where it's basically the the cochlear the implant or the processor on the outside is a lot looks like a hearing aid, a little bit bigger than a hearing aid, but has a, a coil with another magnet that just basically attaches to that magnet underneath the skin, and so and that's what transfers um, the processor on the outside of the skull. Uh, which has a microphone and the battery connected to it, uh, and then sends it into his cochlea and basically bypasses his eardrum and sends the signal directly into his brain. So that's a cochlear implant in a nutshell.
2: And how old was he when he got that surgery? Uh,
1: He uh, he was a one-year-old, 12 months. Oh, wow. Yeah, when he had the surgery and 13 and a half months activation or 13 months activation, yeah. okay so
0: then what are the pros and cons is i feel like and i'm not part of the deaf community so this is just me like inferring what i've known there's i feel like in the deaf community there's like pro cochlear implants and like anti cochlear implants and there's always this like division and like debate of Mm -hmm. whether or not it's just so weird like whether you can be deaf and you're not deaf enough and all i'm like what like that's just so crazy to me so what are like the things that you in uh your baby mama had to, mm-hmm. to call her yeah. it's like I've,
1: I've always said my son's mother and like, it's another it's another way of saying baby mama we can say <laughs> her name uh, my name's Ryan my son's walker's name is Oh, my son's name is Walker and her name is Desiree um, okay so we can now care, that we can that's cleared your baby
0: mama yeah. Desiree
1: okay yeah.
0: <laughs> um, what is like what did you and Ryan, you and Ryan, (laughs) what did you and Ryan talk about? (laughs) What did you and Desiree talk about? Like, what was those kind of conversations? Like, I mean, what are the pros, Um, the cons? Like, what were you thinking? Like, how do you go through that process? Like,
1: Yeah, but because, and that was, it was the hardest decision of our lives. So many, all of our friends and family just were, took it for granted that there was just an easy decision for us. Like, oh yeah, it's on the menu. Why wouldn't you want to be here? Um, But at the same time, like, that's, we're so Fearful, or we were at the time of him being resentful to us later on because it is, especially the Austin deaf community, is majority anti-clear implant. Uh, Texas School for the Deaf, where actually Walker now goes two days a week um, to learn sign language and be, um, and hopefully, I want him to go, we want him to go more, but um, immersed in deaf culture. um, Texas School for the Deaf is, I think, one of the very oldest universities in the entire nation. Uh, 150 years old Wow! they have um it's like uh i don't know how many acres probably oh, gosh is it it's not 100 acres but it's it's at least like it's texas 70, it could easily a- be yeah. 100 yeah. acres <laughs> but 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 like but it's 100 acres like right in south of the river in downtown austin like oh wow prime, prime prime real estate it's been there forever but like they have their own lobbyists and everything and definitely mm-hmm. a lot of. Their own money coming in to live on campus, to where some parents, who live in small towns or even in Dallas or Houston or whatever, they may have their kids live there during the week, and then they come and grab them and take them on the weekends, type of thing.
0: Oh wow! Uh, but it's, it's uh, that um, sad yeah. after, and you live right Absolutely. there in Austin. That's crazy. And I
1: live right mm-hmm. here in Austin, but but it's but like like San Antonio has a school has a school, Sunshine Cottage, that's of uh, extreme from what I understand, uh, extremely cochlear implant friendly, and lots of cochlear implant kids. But uh, Texas School for the Deaf is definitely a kind of a purist deaf school. Um, I, I mean, it's had some names that aren't, would definitely not be politically correct right now. Um, Texas School for the Deaf and Dumb, uh, oh. Texas uh, Deaf Asylum, I think were some of these names. Oh, wow. Uh, because they, yeah, like uh, mentally disabled. They've been around. Disa- yeah, well, the, 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 yeah, exactly. A hundred years ago, they saw mentally disabled and deaf people as the same kind of thing. Like, you can't be part of society. Uh, fully so here you get you get to live at this place wow it's changed Um, so much exactly thank god no joke Um, (laughs) yeah um but
0: but it's more uh it's a purist so it's more like anti-cochlear and that had to have an appearance or not not an appearance uh an influence on Mm -hmm. you and desiree's decision so like what Mm -hmm. are the what are the things that you thought about well we do
1: yeah, we didn't want him to be resentful to us later on, saying like, "Why did you make me do this?" And just let me be a part of the community. And it's like we we wanted we want him to have the choice yeah. uh, to where if he if he wants to be uh, however much part of it, he wants to be in the deaf community. I, I hope that he does. Uh, sometimes some people with cochlear implants that are implanted as babies just live their whole lives in hearing community and don't really even learn to sign and um, or just stop signing and just. Uh, have a normal life in mainstream school and everything and um, we really do want him to be able to still identify with this deaf culture and, and make the decision later on in his life and um, it's because it's his choice um, but that's why we're so proactive and becoming proficient at um, ASL uh, right now is because if he wants to throw them away when he gets a little older like I'm, I don't even know what age I would um, say but I'm um, you know, 10 11 12 13 if he just doesn't wear them and he prefers sign awesome um uh, but uh, if if he wants to continue uh using them then awesome as well and honestly with him he loves hearing <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like taking them off we're so lucky uh to go through this and like him it be validated in our decision because yeah he much prefers to have them on so many parents. I see so many kids on Facebook or parents on Facebook groups. Like how do you get your kids to wear their cochlear implants? Mine is just always tearing them off and he can only, he'll only wear them for like two hours a day. And, uh, but we want him to wear them and we're kind of the opposite. Like if you don't want to wear them and you don't have to wear them and he just wants to wear them. Um, of course, therapists and yeah. Yeah. And everybody wants us, we're supposed to have them on as much as possible. I don't know. There's pressure on, for on, Parents from both sides. If they're at all involved in the deaf community, there's pressure for them to be able to be really proficient at sign and be going to the deaf school every day during the week and going to all the events uh, because deaf culture is definitely all about going to the events because that's the only time that they can really be around their people, who it's a very small group. um, When all is said and done, of people who are just in the community in the community, and everybody knows everybody, and everybody talks about everybody. And it's like living price like small town Texas, um, yeah. Like in another story that happened in between the last time you and I spoke, Patty. Um, well, hold on, was,
0: I, I want to hear yeah. it, but I have a question. Like, I think it would be exhausting yes. to like be like it's something about the quiet that wouldn't be as exhausting. So like having the cochlear mm-hmm. implants probably actually makes your brain work so much. More than, like, having the time, like, it'd be be really nice. I would love it if I could just Mm -hmm. not hear my kids. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, be done. We have noise-canceling headphones for that. Yeah, like, that's what we have Uh to go to. So, I can imagine letting, like, I'm really, like, it sounds like you and Desiree let Walker lead to a certain extent. Like, yes, you're the parent, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, if he's exhausted and doesn't want to hear... Then mm-hmm. let I would totally use that. You better become efficient in sign oh, yeah. language. Could you imagine as a teenager, I didn't hear you, my cochlear yeah. implants weren't in. I'm like, no, oh. no, 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 we're going <laughs> to sign that. Yeah. Let's do this.
1: Oh, We've already been warned. Like, whenever you're yelling, like yelling at them or telling them about something they did wrong or that, that they can't do, just turn around and flicking those magnets off and having their back to you. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, yeah, turn little a-holes. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> going to happen. When you don't want to hear about it anymore, just turn it off. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, I have even gone as far in the future thinking about like, oh man, when you're in college and you're drunk at that college party and you throw up in the toilet and you flush your cochlear implant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because we get one freebie with it. Uh, we get, oh, wow. If you can send them back, like if it's a, gets stuck to the bottom of a pizza pan and goes in the oven and you can send them back the melted piece, um, they'll give you a free one. But you get one freebie if it drops in the lake or whatever. And after that, it's $7,000 per (gasps) ear. Yeah.
0: And does he have it on both ears? Both ears. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the
1: batteries are $250 a piece. We got Mm -hmm. four of them that you got to replace every two years. Uh, Mic covers that we got to replace every month that are like $15 a piece. Dry bricks, um, ear hooks, ear all. There's all kinds of little different parts that different stages we have to replace. It's going to be expensive, lifelong, and so just gonna have to have good insurance that hopefully that's
0: really I could be uh, like you do 10% for him. savings 10% yeah. to God uh, and 10% yeah. for your cochlear implant replacement it, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: it's, it's come to that where I'm having to like make a cochlear savings yeah uh, start putting money into that for when he drops his yeah. throws up in a toilet at a frat party that's and flushes that. his cochlear implant that's a popular that
0: dad to talking a popular kid dad <laughs> talking because yeah. mine exactly. I'm like I never threw up in a toilet <laughs>
1: I wasn't yeah, going to those exactly. parties.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so then you guys decided that you you are, I guess your, I guess theory goal kind of plan is to walk the line of having him be as involved in, as much involved in the deaf community, but mm-hmm. also as much involved in the hearing community, so that he can decide which worlds he wants to live in. And he's going to live in both of them, obviously,
1: because exactly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Unfortunately, I we have to. He's still young. He's two and a half. And um, uh, but I think at three, just coming up here in like six months, we have to make the decision of is he going to go to where is he going to go to school school? Is he going to go to mainstream school or is he going to go to Texas School for the Deaf, Um, which will be like in like every day to where in a Texas School for the Deaf, they don't speak. They only sign. Uh, And that goes from kindergarten up through graduating high school at, at Texas School for the Deaf. Um, or yeah, or we can go to just mainstream school, and we can flip back and forth. But no, you gotta meet up with everyone, sign the paperwork, redo everything. You can't kind of always oh, gonna go to mainstream and then just go like one or two days a week at TSD. That it doesn't work like that. Uh, just doing um, all the IEPs yeah.
0: that I'm dealing with, yeah. I'm like, oh, just do <laughs> <through> the Texas <laughs> stuff. They understand him. Like, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. trying to do the combinations for everything else Mm. but you had us the last time we spoke we had a conversation Mm -hmm. how like it really divided some of your friends like it was one of these weird things where like that had to do with your i would imagine influence your decision of cochlear implants or not knowing that like some people are going to be mad at you that you're choosing this for your life it's really interesting. all the hearing people are like why not but i can understand the deaf community going what are you talking about
1: Exactly. What are you doing? And that's, um, and that's when we first started, uh, I told you that uh, story last time, Patty, uh, I'll tell that again about how, um, Desiree was just, she's like, I want to go meet and hang out with some deaf people. And there's a, uh, and there's a, um, a, a couple in town that have, uh, two, uh, daughters that are deaf. And, uh, one of them actually is actually doing really well and Hollywood feature films, uh, right now. And, really? uh, yeah. And, um, and, um, uh, but um, I don't know, because there's an addendum to that that happened in between the last time we spoke with that same person. Okay, well, tell us the first we, story Maynard. and then tell us the yeah. new one. For, yeah. so, okay, just so for, for everyone for, to know, uh,
0: you yeah. know that time that my listeners, just in, you know that time I had all those technical difficulties? I had already interviewed Ryan, and then I completely <laughs> lost all of the audio because it was too staticky, and the only parts we got were like here and there, and Ryan's story was so important to me. Um, that I wanted to say it again. So we're just interviewing him again, but so, I
2: wasn't there last time. So I am hearing all of this. I am very genuine time. with my Patty's faking, but I am yeah. genuinely hearing this for the first well, time. My
0: short-term memory is so bad that I'm not faking too much. I'm like, Oh wait, there's this little thing. Cause. So I'm faking a little bit, but a lot of it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> all right. So the, the tell mm-hmm. the first story first.
1: So, yeah. Um, so, uh, um, I can't remember if, I think someone cocked uh, This person, I don't want to name names. But you don't know um, have to. But um, oh, yeah. On this, Let's just well, call I'm, her Karen. <laughs> because Let's apparently, call, yeah, Karen's the perfect name. Um, so Karen um, uh, calls uh, or gets in touch with Desiree and just like, hey, I heard you were. Um, uh, I don't know. Somehow they linked up and like, um, so Desiree took Walker to the Austin Public Library with his family and as uh in the, their deaf uh, daughters and um Desiree I think we've been hitting it hard trying to learn sign so she's doing her best and she's doing it she's doing great she's she's definitely been um a few steps ahead of me in terms of ASL the whole time I think I'm catching up because I just actually just had my last ASL to uh my final exam this last Thursday um I've had time to take another ASL class and she's been busy with work so we're going Mm. back and forth it's not a competition um, but I'm glad you're winning it's (laughs) not a competition it's not a competition but um but i'm getting much better right now <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah um uh, anyway so she meets up with her and like i uh, met up a couple times with her and it's just um uh, it's not it's beautifully motivating for desiree um in terms of getting some self-affirmation um knowing it's going to be okay like this 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 couple's daughters are so functional and happy and And, um, and this isn't, this isn't the end of the world. Um, I I can do this type of thing. Mm Um, um, but basically, and uh, rightly so, I mean, it was a hard discussion. We were, we hadn't decided about cochlear implants or not. We, we had our, actually our surgery set, like, okay, we're going to do it on this date and in three, four months from now. Um, but we could still, you know, of course, cancel at any time. And we had gone back and forth and back and forth uh, if we want to do it, because complications with meningitis are the most, um, the most likely of anything. It's very unlikely, but mm. if anything's going to happen, it would likely be meningitis. And he still had to have another vaccine for anti-meningitis, I think like four months ago, you might need a couple more, but, um, but anyway, um, so they, so we end up getting the surgery. And after that, um, the basically the she Desiree got the cold shoulder from mm. from this person who uh, and she was um, just kind of deflated. She was like, "Man, I really thought that um, I was like you know making a friend and um, that we could maybe still continue to kind of meet up every once in a while because I won't walk her to be around deaf people. He is deaf, uh, even with cochlear implants. He's always going to be deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And but um, uh, so but then. I guess that's pretty much that story in a nutshell. But then, probably I guess it was like two months ago or something at this point. Um, on Instagram, Des- or Desiree texts me. She's like, um, "Karen is she's like, Karen's basically telling us our story on her Instagram and like and talking shit about us." I'm like, "What are you talking what? about?" And I look on. Yeah, um, and it and it was, but uh, I mean, I mean, it wasn't. Desiree she was just kind of she was kind of hot and it wasn't like it was it was our story it was our story um and because um, she talked about meeting at the library and too much for it not to be her talking about us um but she was talking you know signing to her on her Instagram the deaf community just like how you know so many parents just automatically go for cochlear implants and we need to do more to give them the information that it'll be fine and they don't need the cochlear implants, and But also in this is kind of side note, but also telling the story that she's telling um, activation, activation videos um, of cochlear implants that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. So hurtful to deaf people. Oh, Uh, wow. Because, yeah, it's and that's but she's basically saying on there, she's like, um, she's like, I was I was defeated. I was so deflated because I thought, you know, we're we were making an impact i was doing good i was making a difference someone was going to not do cochlear implants for a change and then and she hadn't told me about it and then all of a sudden i just look and i see the activation video and i was and i was and i was just completely taken taken aback and and um and and i and i couldn't believe it type of thing and um uh-huh. i understand she's just telling her story um but there was like she's telling about us and that but the thread of comments going in, they're like, like, shame on these parents, blah, blah, blah. We're trying to
2: give your child every opportunity.
1: Exactly. And like, and uh, and like nothing is black and white. We are doing our best like any parent and no parent is mistake free. We all screw up all the time and (laughs) just try to recover and do our best. And that's all you can do is just like, don't, don't kill your kid. Give him as healthy as food as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and like and just do your do your best and make an effort. Um
2: I hadn't thought about, about the activation videos like that. Like when you said activation yeah. day, immediately I was gonna ask you, okay, so go back to activation day.
0: Like I tell me everything <laughs> I, you do. Yeah, tell video to talk I was about that so too, excited. Because it was yeah, a cute video. But, oh, I'm those like, videos uh-huh. make me sob. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Wasn't uh-huh. that the idea? And then knowing that you liked music and that y'all gonna be able to share that, like yeah. I, I was I watched that video like three times and cried. Oh, I had to. Like, seen another it. reason you, why I was his? like, oh, yeah. Although, so yeah. it was, it, okay. So I have uh, all emotions over here now. <laughs> yeah. Because a part uh, of me is <laughs> like, why, like, why can't we get the benefit of the doubt that parents, especially, are going to mm. process through these things? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. why can't we, like, it's not like you and Desiree were like, oh, okay, we're done. Like, you made an, a, a choice to go meet her at the mm-hmm. library and get information. And I'm pretty sure you mm-hmm. had all other, you know, conversations with other deaf people and like the, the risk and the this and this and this, and like you processed mm-hmm. it through. Like, why can't we in any decision mm-hmm. that anyone makes, whether it's doing these cochlear implants or whether or not you're ch- making your child vegan, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> like, like give it the people the benefit of the doubt that they're processing is through. And wherever that family lands is right for mm-hmm. that family.
2: Like, why exactly. do we need to judge
0: each mm-hmm. other on these mm-hmm. decisions, especially these big ones? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's not just like the child's wearing red shoes. Like, it's a big decision that you're thinking through, you're processing through.
1: Exactly. so it's one we're th- so emotionally invested as well. And just like, it's, none of it's easy. It sounds so easy from the outside. Like, before having to make a decision, I would think, oh, yeah, you're a hearing person who doesn't have, one deaf person on either side of your family neither of you know anybody who knows a deaf person that you're aware of Mm -hmm. um and in terms of how are they going to be immersed into it without basically handing your kid over to the deaf community and being a fly on the wall and like you kind of learning it but then your their grandparents their uncles their aunts their everybody aren't likely going to be able to become proficient in the sign they have their own kids their own life they're not going to be able to put in the massive American amount of effort that it takes to learn. Not it's not just learning a language. ASL is a culture, yeah. um, and there's culture cues involved in it. It's not just like learning Spanish and I can just say these words and that that's what it means. Like no, it's it's your facial expressions, your eyebrows, what you talk about, how you talk about it. You don't just say my name's Ryan uh, when you meet someone. You're like my name's Ryan. I went to I, I'm from. San Antonio. I went to school at Winston Churchill High School. That's like a full introduction because they want to know what your name is, where you're from, and where you went to school because that's where they kind of find a common bond in terms of, especially the school, because oftentimes if you were deaf or no deaf people, you went to a deaf school that someone may knew went to mm-hmm. or something because it's such a small community. So there's, it just, it goes so deep in terms of ASL isn't so much just, a it's not a language, it's a culture.
2: You know, I yeah. was thinking about this because my sons go to a school that has an ASL program.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, and my son, we wait uh, for the teachers kind of at the same place where the ASL group lines up. So I'm around okay. them a lot. And at first I just assumed all of those kids were deaf, right? Because they're signing mm-hmm. stuff. And then a lot of them were talking. They'd come over, talk to me. And I thought, wait, wait a minute. And I realized, <laughs> you know, some of them were related to people. And it was like, oh, of course, not just deaf people have to know ASL. The the, mm-hmm. the brothers of the you know, the kid's deaf. His two brothers are in the class. Some of them had parents who were deaf. It was like they yeah, everybody would need to learn it. And so what you're saying about the grandparents oh, yeah. and stuff, it's like yeah, you you could only talk to people who know ASL and everybody else you can't even communicate with them and that's so hard to wrap exactly. your mind around. Like with a language, mm-hmm. there's at least you know thousands of other people who know the same language. You're gonna find somebody, but with that, it's such it's such a small group.
1: Exactly, unless you live in a major deaf community like like Austin yeah. and involve yourself in, because there's there's plenty of it here. And like mm. you'll see, I'll see people at, at the bar signing uh, every once in a while, and especially right around downtown Austin where the where the school is, because um, a lot of them like that place called Crape Crazy, who's run by deaf people only hires deaf people. And I was like, you can like point to the menu. Okay. Uh, you don't have to know, it's a ASL to go in there, but you just kind of point to the menu and they're like, okay. Um, but, um, I don't know. A lot of benefits to having a deaf kid though, just kind of side note, like you could, once they go to sleep, uh, you don't have to be quiet. <laughs> like you can, you can, you, you can turn on the voice and just like blast it. That uh, would be nice. And, now, does yeah. he wear
2: the implants to bed?
1: No, you need to, yeah, so no, take we take out? them off. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, nice. Because, <laughs> yeah, we definitely take them off because they're also the magnet sites because all day he has skin getting pinched in between oh, two magnets. Wow. And okay. you need to give that a rest um, because otherwise if, and like we got, I have to keep an eye on it and sometimes. Like we just gave him a haircut that's much shorter. He had, oh, man, they cut off all those curls. I shouldn't, oh. they cut off more than I wanted them to. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, it'll grow back. Them, yeah, it'll grow back. But uh, I have to put put like moleskin, you know, like you put whenever you have a blister and you're hiking or something like that, it's basically like, um, I don't know, it's called moleskin. It's sticky on one side and like a fabric that makes it a little thicker, um, creates a little bit more separation between the magnets. Um, Otherwise, if it stays red and gets to a certain point, then you have to not wear them for like two weeks to let it recover. Oh, That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of little things keeping up with, and then you know the normal stuff like clipping his fingernails and toenails and all the other stuff you got to do with your kid every once in a while. But
0: bathe daycare them? tells you,
1: day oh. bathe him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, feed them, cook that, for them, and go oh, from yeah. daycare. Yeah, like <laughs> not need to bathe your child, but like you need to clip your child's nails again. I'm like, Okay, that will probably do. But oh, uh, yeah. so then, yeah.
0: I felt bad for her, Desiree, because it's also it's your story. Like I get, yeah, and then to hear all and, those comments of like shame on yes. them it's like wait you didn't hear like you didn't hear my side of the story
1: mm-hmm. the exactly act- but yeah um, I'm sorry sorry but I did reply on that
0: thanks for riding on the denial bus but your stop's coming up you're gonna have to get off get back to the real world life but don't worry you got this.